0: Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. Today, I want to share a little bit of a story with you. And really kind of dive into it because I don't know about you, but more and more and more and more frequently, I'm hearing how many people are struggling right now with anxiety, with depression, with all of those emotions and those feelings that really aren't joyful. They're not pleasant. And just like we talked about on Brad's episode are values that we want to go away from if at all possible. Now I will preface this with, I fully understand and know that there are so many people who struggle with this on a massive level, chemical imbalances, go get help from a doctor. I am all about getting the help that you need for your mental health fully, fully. But I also have seen so many people, who maybe don't struggle with it to that extent, but live in this constant state of overwhelm and of anxiety and even of depression. And I want to speak to that because I wouldn't say that I'm someone who struggles with anxiety and depression in a big way, but I have moments where I feel anxious and I have times when I could feel it set in. I can see how, if I allowed myself to stay there, how it could become a very, just a, just a very big thing in life. And so I wanted to tell you guys a couple stories because this is what really made me think of it because of what I've been going through. and obviously postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, like that is a very real thing for a lot of women. And so, and I have a really, really close friend who struggled with it in a big way. And so thankfully she was very on top of it with me reaching out. How's your brain? How are you feeling? How are your emotions? Um, really just helping me stay aware of how I was feeling. And I'm not going to lie. Like we're, Almost seven weeks postpartum. Well, by the time this airs, we'll be about seven weeks postpartum with Rev. And I had moments of struggle. I think every every mom does in those in that newborn survival mode, that period of time where you're literally like just getting through. But I noticed that I would have days that were harder than others. And generally it was it was the days where I had to leave the house. Because I was like, the last thing I want to do is leave the house with a newborn. I feel like crud. I am wearing a diaper. I don't want to put Rev in his car seat because he's going to scream the whole time. Everything's going to go wrong. I'm going to be stressed out. And I literally was creating these anxious feelings before I even had to leave the house, which made me want to avoid it even more, which made me even more anxious And so as I was kind of analyzing this and as I've gotten through most of that, I wanted to talk about this because we can, even if you're not a new mom and you're not going through that, we, we have certain things in our life where we create this huge mountain of a situation that creates the anxious feelings. And then we literally live there because we don't do anything about it. Um, My mindset coach, Brad, well, you just heard from him. He says often, he says, we don't have anxiety. We do anxiety. And when I heard that for the first time, I was like, holy crap, that that's so powerful because when we, when we tell ourselves we have anxiety, I'm anxious. I have anxiety. That's literally an identity that you're putting on top of your head and you're living in that space. And you're taking that into every aspect of your life. That's going to dictate how you feel. That's going to also dictate the choices that you make because you've put that identity on your head. Whereas if you shift it to, I don't have anxiety. I'm doing anxiety right now. I was doing anxiety when I was thinking about everything that could go wrong, taking Rev, for instance, preschool pickup, something so small, literally the first time that I had to go pick up Brig from preschool. And I knew I was going to have to take Rev and take Finley and do the car seat and then pull them out and walk to pick them up and go to the door and go like all of the things. I literally built it up in my head so big that I finally just texted one of my friends who also has a son in, Re- in Briggs class and was like, Hey, I don't even want to get out of the car. Can you please just grab Brig? I'll send a note and I will get him like, I'll get him meet you in the parking lot because I was like, I just can't do it. I was avoiding it. And so then obviously that didn't make the anxiety better for the next time I had to go pick him up because I hadn't done anything about it. I hadn't worked through it. Right. And so what I find is we create all of this, this big old story in our brain, and it's from assuming the worst. So that's the first thing that I want you guys to just be mindful of when you're in a state of feeling anxious or depressed or whatever, go to your thoughts. Our thoughts are so freaking powerful. So what are you thinking? Are you assuming the best case scenario or are you assuming the worst case scenario? In my case, I was assuming the worst and I was I was thinking and using past experiences to dictate what my future would be. So for instance, most of my kids have hated their car seats and every time, well, not every time, but this is a story I was telling myself every time they're in the car seat, they're screaming, they're miserable. It's chaotic. It's stressful. He's going to be screaming through the hallways, walking to get brig. He's going to be stressed out, blah, blah, blah. I was creating this story because my oldest Johnny, she literally hated her car seat. And every time we put her in, she was screaming until we got her out and she was totally fine. Like every time it was, it was awful. I don't know why to this day. I don't know why it was such a big deal for her, but I had used the past story to, dictate the future, even though I didn't know if Brick was going to hate it. He literally had been in the car seat like once on the way home from the hospital. And then we like, didn't leave the house for weeks. And so we didn't really have to be in the car seat. And so when I did have to leave, I was creating this terrible story in my brain, which was then dictating my real emotions. I'm not saying it's false. I'm not saying your feelings of anxiety and depression are false. Those are very real, but most of the time we are creating them. I'm again, there's chemical imbalances, there's things going on. I know I get it, get the help that you need, get the medicine that you need to help. I am all about getting every ounce of help that you need for your mental wellness. But if it's not to that extent, there are things that we're doing every day that are serving us or that are very much hurting us. And I was in that state of, I am creating this anxiety. I am in control of this. And I am also in control of the solution. And so obviously I've talked about overwhelm. I've talked about anxiety in the past. We get through those things by moving through those things through action. We can't sit in that space of assuming the worst and just staying in the funk. We've got to move through it. So the first thing that I did was I started to shift my thoughts. Okay. But what if it's not the worst case scenario? What if he doesn't scream the whole time? Okay, he's going to he's going to be okay. He's going to fall asleep in his seat. We're going to get him out of the out of his seat. We have the duna so it turns into the stroller. He's going to stroll through the, the the hallways and we're going to pick up Brig and it will be joyful and he will be safe and it will be fine and I will be okay. So I started to shift the narrative, kind of to hype myself up and be like, "We'll be fine. We'll be fine." So the first time we go get him, He's awake. He's not asleep, but he wasn't screaming. He was, he was okay. He cried for just a little bit, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And we got through it. So the first time we did it, I remember driving home and be like, Oh my gosh, like huge sigh of relief. Like we got through it. Okay. We can do it again. Like we didn't die. We're okay. So I was moving through it. I was moving through those emotions. And what I realized was every single time Literally every single time we'd have to go pick up brig, it, the anxious feelings were less and less and less. And we're a few weeks into having to pick up brig and do the whole routine. And I don't feel any ounce of anxiety anymore. And I will say that one of the times he literally screamed the whole time. So it was like my worst case scenario that I had created in my brain happened. And yet it wasn't the end of the world. We got through it. I walked the halls with him. People were, people weren't giving me glares and, and saying rude things. They were like being supportive and like, Oh my gosh, precious brand new baby. I blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It was, it was Fine. The experience was fine. And he screamed the whole time and we still got through it. And Rev was fine when I got him out and he went right to sleep after because he had worked himself up so much, but it was fine. But I had to get through that in order to get on the other side of it. So there's things in life, not just this, where I've experienced the same thing. So it's like, why didn't, like, you know better, Micah, you know better, Micah. Why didn't you figure this out sooner? But it's like, we don't just learn one thing and then learn it forever. I think that's the power of being mindful about what you're going through, being so self-aware. We're continually learning. We're continually self-reflecting and, and figuring out what works for us and all the things. When I think back to public speaking I've talked about this before. I used to get so nauseous, so nauseous to the point of, I wanted to throw up before every time I had to get on stage at even speaking in sacrament meeting, like I would get so nauseous, sweaty. My face would turn bright red. I would be blotchy. And if, and even now I don't feel nearly as anxious. Of course I get those little nerves. Cause it's like, Aah! but it's not the same. And I've shifted and, and And this is something I learned from Mel Robbins, Um, like anxiety and fear is very similar to excitement. And you can literally shift the narrative. And instead of saying, I'm so scared to go out there, or I'm so anxious about this and blah, blah, blah. It's like shifting that to, I am so excited to get on stage. These jitters are like, I'm just so excited to get out there and serve these people and switching your thought process and really taking control of what's going on inside your brain will completely shift how you feel. And those feelings of anxiety and fear are very similar to those anxious, excited feelings. They're very similar and your body doesn't really know the difference. So shifting the narrative around your thoughts will completely shift the outcome. Taking a quick time out from the show to make sure you know about the free video series that I just rolled out. This is specifically for my entrepreneur friends And it is all about the three main disempowering beliefs that are likely stealing your joy and keeping you stuck in your business. So if you feel like you want to dig into this stuff and learn more about it so that you can move through it, go to michafulsomefit.com slash three blocks, number three blocks. So I already had learned how to do that with public speaking, with going on stage, with doing trainings, with doing live calls or live videos or this podcast. Like I've learned how to do that, but it's like all these different things you have to they're, they're parallel, right? So it's skill transfer. It's learning how to do it in one aspect of your life and then transferring that to other situations, which I had to transfer that to the situation that I was going through with Rev same with posting on social media. I literally used to get so nervous every single time I was posting something vulnerable, posting something that I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm peeling the layers back on this one. I could definitely get judged. I could definitely get negative feedback. I could definitely get some hate, like all of those things, assuming the worst, assuming that when I share this, people are going to judge me. When I share this, people are going to give me nasty comments. People are going to whatever, think I'm weird. Instead of assuming the best and saying, I'm going to be able to serve so many people with this post. I'm going to be able to connect with so many women who need to hear this right now. I'm going to be able to let my guard down and share who I am so that people can get to know me as a human thinking the best starts to literally release that flood of anxiety. So we have to be so hyper aware of where our mind is, where our thoughts are. And remember that we aren't a certain way. We don't have anxiety that is totally just wrapping us up and we can't do anything about it. We are doing anxiety. Just like Brad had mentioned, we're doing it. We're causing it. We are, we are the problem and we are the solution, which is so empowering because then it puts us in the driver's seat and we can actually move through it. So this week and for the rest of forever, I want you guys to be hyper aware when you get those feelings of overwhelm or anxiety or depression, what are you doing in that moment? What are you thinking in that moment? And what are you doing afterwards? Because even on days where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it easy today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to have a rest day. I'm going to unplug. I'm going to just like not do anything productive. I get in a funk real quick, real quick. And I could see if I lived in that space all the time, how I would think, and I would say, man, I'm really depressed. I'm low. I am low energy. I am low motivation. I'm low, 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 low. What's going on with me? I have these blues. I have this just blah about life. And it is seriously because I'm just not doing the things that lift my energy. I'm not doing the things that give me purpose. I'm not doing the things that keep me in alignment with what fuels me up in life. So we don't have it all of the time. When we, when we say that we just are feeling it and we're doing it and we can do something about it. Okay. I think this is really powerful because right now, I mean, it's like rampant that kids are just living in that space of, I have anxiety. I have depression. They're just living there. And they're letting that dictate all of their choices and everything that they do in life. And not just kids, adults alike, but we can do something about it. And it all starts with what's going on in our thoughts, how we, how we shift our thinking, how we shift the narrative assume the best instead of assuming the worst, and then act on that. And as you act on it and you move through it, you will overcome. You will see that you survived. You will see that it's okay. You'll see that it wasn't nearly as bad or as hard as you thought it was. And then before long, it's not even a thing that causes you any sort of anxiety or anything about it. So just something. I hope this is helpful. I know there's things in life. There's things in life that I will come up against where I have to remember this again, and I have to move through it again. And I have to remind myself to assume the best instead of assuming the worst. It will happen time and time again. So I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions or you want to chat more about it, reach out to me. I'm on social media at Michael Folsom fit on Instagram. Um, And if you are on my email list, I will say this too. I know that I have a big email list and I talk to a lot of people. I am the one human on the other end of those. I love chatting with you guys. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your takeaways. Every single Monday, my podcast reminder email goes out. If you listen to it and you, if if it resonated and you want to chat about it, reply to that email and shoot me a message. I love to chat with you guys. So continue to share this, you guys. This is the only way word of mouth Sharing it on social media is the only way that the message gets out. And I want to know, I want you guys to know how much I love and appreciate my listeners. You guys are the absolute best. So tag me on Instagram with your favorite nugget, with something that resonated with you, with something that you found valuable that you can apply that's tangible and that's real to you. And I hope you got something out of this today. I definitely needed to learn that again. And I figured if I needed to learn it again maybe someone out there also did. So hopefully you guys have a good week and we will see you back here next week. Bye you guys.